let me go ahead and introduce our speaker. David Blakesley. You heard David speak about the Feast of Passover not too long ago. And uh, David Blakesley and his wife, Denise, they are uh, professionally, it's like the HGTV couple of um, the home um, realtor couple of um, Phoenix, Arizona. If you need somebody to sell your home and you need a duo couple, that's your guy to go to. But it's not the home sale that gets him excited. It's when he talks about God, when he talks about scriptures that gets him excited. You want to see this guy fired up, just ask him a question about Old Testament, New Testament, and he'll tell you all about it. And um, he leads um, what they're passionate about. So let me read this because I, I don't want to do a disservice to all they do. They have a full-time professional position serving, volunteering at church, and working with nonprofit organizations to improve the lives of foster children, the working poor, and the underprivileged. As Bible-believing followers of Jesus Christ, they see the world, Word of God, as a commission to join God in His work of blessing Israel and spreading the good news that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And what he's going to talk about today is the real deal, the real feast with the Lord. So with, without further delay, would you do a warm round of applause for David Blakesley? Good morning, guys. Oh, man, it's good to be here. It's good to be here with you guys. We'll get the sound dialed in in a sec. But you guys can hear me, okay? Um, last week... Jim Herman asked me, how are you really doing? I love that about you guys. How are you really doing? I got hit on my motorcycle. I'm hurting. I've got um, family dysfunction that we don't need to get into. Um, I told Jim that I feel like I'm getting hit from all directions. Yeah. You know, he said, great. <laughs> that means something really good is around the corner. We're going to talk today about something really good around the corner. And, um, and again, it's just it's great to be here with you guys. And I hope that you'll see that this isn't a Jewish thing, okay? Because we're going, to, we're going to look a little bit at Leviticus 23. Did I lose you at Leviticus? Good, good, because they're the feasts of the Lord. They're biblical feasts. It is, as Shaw said, the full meal deal. We, we talked about Christ in the Passover Back in March, he fulfilled it. But, you know, we've got, we've got worldwide pandemics. We've got earthquakes in diverse places. We've got wars and storms and civil unrest. Chaos. And then closer to home, we've got people that we love that are being affected with COVID. Ted, how you doing? Some aren't. I've lost loved ones to COVID, and I bet most of you have as well, too close to home. So we've lost loved ones, um, losing jobs, um, mandates that are unconstitutional. We won't get into the politics here, right? Um, losing a spouse in divorce, being alienated from your kids, or just just friction in relationships that hit way too close to home. We're all going through it, guys. What in the world 
is going on. When, when I read this book, and when we get together and we talk, man, there's, there's a great promise ahead. And uh, I believe in Jesus, and I know uh, I know most, if not all of you do too. Hey guys, don't be surprised at the fiery trials that you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in His suffering so that you'll have a wonderful joy of seeing His glory when He's revealed to all the world. Peter wrote that in 60 AD or 64 AD, somewhere there in between. That's 30 years after Seeing his friend, his Lord, the one he followed, resurrect from the grave. He witnessed it firsthand. He didn't just believe. Peter knew. Do you know? Do you know? There's a song, I know that Jesus lives because he lives in my heart. Um, <clears throat> many of you have believed for many years. I have too. Probably like you, the more that I learn, the more I realize, the less I know. But like Peter, one thing that I know for sure, and most of you do too, is that whether we believe it or not, it may have some impact in friends and family around us, but it... Uh, could potentially change the world, but it doesn't change the facts. God said it, and that settles it. I can't tell you how many times I've read Matthew chapter 20, maybe 25 or 30 times. But this last Tuesday and Thursday, I learned so much more with many of you guys. Probably about half of you in this room have attended uh, midweek study where we go deeper, and right now we're going through the book of Matthew. Remember, Jesus had pulled Peter and the other disciples aside and said that the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early and hired workers. He went out again at about 10 o'clock in the morning, and he went at noon, and he went at the end of the day. He hired some more. He paid them all the same, and the early workers cried foul. The landowner said, didn't you agree to the wage? He's talking about salvation, by the way. And can't I do with my resources as I wish? He knows the plans he has for you, plans to prosper and not harm you. He knows that he sent Yeshua, Jesus, into the world to fulfill the, the, the table that he set for this great banquet that he wants all of creation at. Peter wrote two epistles towards the end of the Bible, and he talks about this, this knowing. It's intimate. It's not just a surface belief. It's not hopeful, wishful thinking. 
The word he uses is epignosis, and it, it means intimate, a recognition of the truth. This video talked about the 500 that witnessed so that nobody can deny the resurrection of Jesus. This is not written by men with imaginations. This is written by first-hand witnesses who were moved by the Holy Spirit. On March 3rd, I talked with you guys about how Yeshua Jesus fulfilled the Passover. Right after that is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. He became the first fruit of the resurrection of the dead. Fifty days later, as he promised, a church was born. The church was born. With tongues of fire and the Spirit pouring out and giving birth to us, believers, the church, to be the hands and feet and body of Yeshua until he returns again. I don't want to lose you by mentioning an Old Testament thing but I want to ask you to repeat after me Leviticus 23. Come on, guys, louder. Leviticus 23. It's a short chapter, and it expresses the establishment of God's table, His feasts, that will echo through eternity. And it talks about Passover, and it talks about the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and it talks about Feast of Weeks, also known as Pentecost. Jesus already fulfilled four feasts. We could say five because he became our Sabbath, our rest. There is such great joy in taking one day a week in obedience and rest as our Lord had commissioned and put in his Ten Commandments. Guys, it's for us, it's, it's, it's just so healthy and beautiful to rest one day a week and seek Him. But what in the world is going on? We get so distracted by the hurt of a damaged relationship or the loss of a loved one or um, that little seed that gets into us or into someone and... And, and we're getting hit from all directions. But we've got to encourage each other. We, we, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. You guys, most of you have heard it. Let us consider how to stir each other towards love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other even more as the day draws near. When we see riots and and feel like the world is going off the deep end, man, we got to get together. we got to encourage each other. Because the good news is, he set this banquet table. We've got three feasts in front of us. In fact, Jews and, and some Christians still celebrate today the feast of the Lord found in Leviticus 23. Thank you. On August 14th, just a little over a month ago, was what some call Yom Teruah, uh, the Feast of Trumpets. And there is coming a day where the Lord is going to blow a trumpet, the voice of an archangel, and we are going to be gathered 
together with them. Ten days after the Feast of Trumpets is Yom Kippur. It's the highest holy day on the Jewish calendar. And it's a day of self-affliction, of, of, of taking assessment of our fall from God's perfect law. It's a day of repentance. It's a day of judgment. We who are covered by the blood of the Lamb are exonerated. But there is judgment coming on the world. The last and final feast in Leviticus 23 is called the Feast of Tabernacles. This is beautiful. And guys, we're in that eight days right now on the Jewish calendar of, of um, the, the uh, Feast of Tents or, or, or Tabernacles, or it's also known as Sukkot. And it represents coming out of Egypt. And, and the Lord led by pillars of fire by day and cloud by night, and he camped with his people. This is a foreshadowing. For a thousand years, we're going to get to dwell with the Lord. And to infinity and beyond, guys. And this is something to look forward to. So when it seems like the world is going crazy, it's not falling apart. Everything is falling into place. We're going to take about a two-minute break and get in groups of four, five, six at the most, please. Um, we've got four questions and about a half hour to just talk about if it's true that God has set this table, he's, he's building his house with many mansions, this is the great promise. He fulfilled the first four or five in Leviticus 23. There's three more in front of us that are sure to be completed. And all I can say is we're one day closer than we were yesterday. But I believe we're less than 10 years away. Oh yeah. Not naming days or hours, but we can recognize the season that we're in. All right? So, um, guys, thank you for letting me set the stage. I, I pray that these questions, in fact, let's just do that right now. Holy Spirit, have your way with this room. Have your way in our conversations. Lord, put in our hearts those who need to see your light shine through us. As it was said long ago, Preach the word and use words when necessary. Lord, let us be a light to our community that attracts others to you because the day and the hour is short. Have your way now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.